Hello, this is David Wilcoxon, and this is part three of the timeline explanation of the fulfillment of the 70th week of Daniel 9. In part one of the timeline explanation, I show why the 70-week prophecy is broken into three parts of seven weeks, 62 weeks, and one week. In part two of the timeline, I show that the prophecy points to Messiah's multi-year ministry in the first half of the seven years of the 70th week. And I show what command and year align with the Jubilee cycle, the year of Messiah's birth and start of his ministry at age 30, and the year of his death. According to Jewish historian Josephus, Herod died in 3 BC. So we see how Messiah's birth in 4 BC, before Herod died, aligns with Messiah starting his ministry at age 30 in 27 AD. We can see another proof of the timing of the start of Messiah's ministry in 27 AD by looking at the year that John the Baptist started his ministry. Luke 3.1 records, Now in the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee. Tiberius co-reigned with his father Augustus from 12 AD. When you add 15 years, you land at 27 AD. John the Baptist was born six months before Messiah, so he would have been age 30 in the spring of 27 AD. Recall that the set-apart ones, including David and Messiah, entered ministry service at age 30. Messiah started his ministry six months after John the Baptist at age 30 in the fall of 27 AD as he was born during the fall holy feast days, most likely on the Feast of Tabernacles, as he came to dwell among us. Since Daniel 9.27 points to a sacrificial death in the middle of the seven years that ended the need for temple animal sacrifices, we see his ministry lasted three and a half years. That took place on Passover in the spring of 31 AD, three and a half years after he started his ministry. We can see another proof of the starting year of Messiah's ministry in 27 AD by looking at the timing of the temple being rebuilt. John 2.13 points to Messiah going to Jerusalem for Passover in 28 AD. John 2.18-21 records his conversation with the Jews. Then answered the Jews, and said unto him, What sign shall you unto us, seeing that you do these things? Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and you will rear it up in three days? but he spoke of the temple of his body. The Jews were not referring to the rebuilding of the temple when they were released from Babylon, but rather to Herod rebuilding the glorious temple, which took 46 years. Subtracting 46 years from 28 AD, we land in 19 BC, the 18th year of Herod's reign. Note there is no year zero, so we add one year to the calculation. In the Book of Antiquities, Jewish historian Josephus wrote, And now Herod, in the eighteenth year of his reign, undertook a very great work, that is, of the building of himself the temple of God. So we see another proof that Messiah's ministry took place during the three and a half years from fall of 27 AD to spring of 31 AD. Some people protest that the Jews didn't accept their Messiah, so they must be given more time in a future 70th week of Daniel 9. But that is not true, as many Jews did believe in Messiah, as you will see. Some protest that it's a seven-year covenant, but the prophecy does not say that. It says that the covenant is confirmed in the seven years of the 70th week. And Daniel 9.27 tells us when, in the middle of the seven years. 
as Messiah's sacrifice for our sins ended the need for temple animal sacrifices. The gospel was proclaimed to the Jews during the seven years of the 70th week. During the first three and a half years, John the Baptist, Messiah, and his disciples proclaimed the gospel to the house of Israel. Before Messiah ascended back to heaven, he told his disciples that he would send the Holy Spirit to empower them, saying, But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, and in Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the utmost parts of the world. And we see how the gospel was proclaimed in those places in the Acts narrative. Acts 1-6 points to the gospel being proclaimed to Jews, some of who believed in Messiah. On the day of Pentecost, the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit and proclaimed the gospel in different languages. Many Jews from other countries had traveled to Jerusalem for the feast day and heard the gospel proclaimed in their tongue. 3,000 Jews believed on Pentecost and more were added daily. The disciples confirmed Messiah's divinity to the Jews through their wisdom and miracles, even raising people from the dead. We see that Saul persecuted the saints, which led to Stephen the Apostle being stoned to death after he presented a legal case against the Jewish leaders and accused them of killing their promised Messiah. This represented a significant moment of the final rejection of Messiah by the Jewish leaders, as they continued in the ways of their fathers and killing the prophets who were sent to them. Here we see the 70 weeks of Daniel 9 timeline. So it starts in 457 BC, which projects the 70th week as taking place from 27 to 34 AD. The gospel was proclaimed to the house of Judah and the house of Israel first during the seven years of the 70th week. After the stoning of Stephen, we see a dramatic change in the narrative of Acts as the gospel was also proclaimed to the Gentiles. Acts 8.1 says, And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad through the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Acts 9 describes the conversion of Saul to Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles. Acts 10-28 describes the gospel being proclaimed to the uttermost parts of the earth of the Roman Empire. The 70 weeks of Daniel 9 prophecy was to the Jews. During the first half, of the 70th week, Messiah and his disciples proclaimed the gospel to the house of Israel, offering many proofs of his deity to the Jewish leaders. During the second half of the 70th week, Messiah's disciples proclaimed the gospel to the Jews. The Apostle Paul alluded to the gospel being preached to the Jews first in the seven years of the 70th week of Daniel 9 in Romans 1.16. says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So we see the fulfillment of the prophecy for the Jews and how it was fulfilled on time. And we can prove the ending year of the 70-week prophecy in 34 AD, when the Jewish leaders continued their rejection of Messiah and stoned Stephen to death. The estimated date for Stephen's martyrdom can be based on the ministry of the Apostle Paul, who stood by and held the coats of those who stoned Stephen to death. A short time later, Saul left for Damascus to persecute the saints, and on the way to Damascus, he was converted from Saul the Pharisee to Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles. In Galatians 1, Paul gives some biographical details about his career as an apostle, referring primarily to his visits to Jerusalem. He made only brief and infrequent visits to Jerusalem, giving us historical information about them. Paul says the first visit came three years after his conversion. Galatians 1.18 says, Then after three years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him fifteen days. The second visit occurred fourteen years after the first. 
Then fourteen years after, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me also. Then shortly after his second visit to Jerusalem, Paul left on a second missionary journey, which took him to Corinth. While at Corinth, Paul appeared before the proconsul Gallio. So Paul would have stood before Gallio seventeen years following his conversion. From an inscription found in Corinth, we know that Gallio's one-year proconsulship in Corinth occurred in 51 AD. If the 17 years for Paul's two visits to Jerusalem are subtracted from the date of Paul's appearance before Gallio, then his conversion and Stephen's stoning should be dated to 34 AD. This date, 34 AD, is the one New Testament scholars commonly favor for Stephen's death and Paul's conversion. The first year of the seven weeks, the 49 years, that started the prophecy was the year of Jubilee, which marked the Jews being empowered to rebuild their beloved city of Jerusalem. Then after 10 49-year Jubilee cycles were fulfilled in the 70 weeks of Daniel 9 prophecy, the next year was a year of Jubilee. And it's marked by the gospel being proclaimed to the Gentiles to set them free from their blindness and bondage so that they were grafted into the vine of the commonwealth of Israel. And this fulfills prophecy. Isaiah 42, 6-7 proclaims, I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness, and will hold thine hand, and will keep thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light to the Gentiles, to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and them that sat in darkness out of the prison house. So let's recall Messiah's declaration in the Jewish synagogue in Galilee when he started his ministry, when he read the passage in Isaiah 61, says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. But Messiah did not read the last part of Isaiah 61 too, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. After Messiah read that passage, he pointed to his heavenly father taking care of the widow, Sarepta, and Sidon but not the widows of Israel during a famine. And he pointed to Naaman, the Syrian, being killed of leprosy, but not the lepers in Israel. This infuriated the Jewish leaders who sought to kill him by thrusting him over the city wall's edge. But Messiah passed through the midst of them and went his way. The point is that Messiah proclaimed that believing Gentiles were esteemed over righteous unbelieving Jews. And this caused the Jews to be filled with wrath towards Messiah. The Jews had the seven years of the 70th week of Daniel to accept Messiah when he and his disciples proclaimed the good news to them. And many believed, 3,000 on the day of Pentecost, and more were added daily. So Messiah's ecclesia of saints, his church, is built on the foundation of those of the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Messiah came to fulfill prophecies that pointed to him, including rejoining the house of Israel and the house of Judah. And this took place during the seventh week of Daniel. A year of Jubilee followed the 490-year prophecy in 34 AD when the gospel was also proclaimed to the Gentiles. And this brings the story full circle, as Messiah's declaration in the synagogue in Galilee at the start of his ministry pointed to him coming for believing Gentiles. The last part of the passage from Isaiah again points to a day of vengeance of our God. So what's really interesting is that Messiah finished the declaration of Isaiah 61 too. What he did it at the end of his three and a half year ministry when he proclaimed in Luke 21, 22 to 23, during his Olivet Discourse, for these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child and them that give suck in those days, for there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. 
The vengeance came against the unbelieving Jewish nation during the Jewish-Roman War of 66-70 AD, when Jerusalem and the temple were destroyed, which fulfilled the prophecy of Daniel 9.26. Interestingly, the length of the Jewish-Roman War parallels the length of Messiah's ministry, three and a half years. Still, because they rejected him, the Jewish nation faced a time of tribulation from 66-70 AD, when 1.1 million Jews died in and around the small city of Jerusalem from famine, pestilence, infighting, suicide, evisceration, crucifixion, and by the Roman sword. So here's a summary of the explanations given in the three timeline videos, which validate the Messiah's ministry started in the fall of 27 AD, lasted for three and a half years until spring of 31 AD. We can see that the starting command from Artaxerxes in 457 is correct, which projects that the 70th week of Daniel 9 took place from 27 to 34 AD. And we all know that's the time frame in which Messiah died. And we can see that the 49 years of the 70 weeks that start the prophecy point to a year of Jubilee, which is validated with scriptures. So we know it's the right starting point. It marked the Jews being empowered to rebuild their city. We can see that John the Baptist, who preceded Messiah by six months, started his ministry in spring of 27 AD in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar. We can see that Messiah started his ministry at age 30 in 27 AD, which aligns with him being born in 4 BC before Herod died in 3 BC. We can see that the year of Messiah's baptism lines up with the fall of 27 AD when he was 30 years old. We can see another proof of the starting year of Messiah's ministry in 27 AD by looking at the timing of the temple being rebuilt. Messiah's parable of the fig tree in Luke 13 seems to allude to his three years of coming to Jerusalem for Passover. He cleansed the temple in his ministry's first year and last year and found no good fruit in the Jewish leaders. So we can see that Messiah's death for our sins, which ended the need for temple animal sacrifices, took place in the middle of the 70th week in 31 AD. We can see how the gospel was proclaimed to the Jews during the latter half of the seven years, and many Jews believed in him. We can see the dramatic events which marked the Jewish leaders' continued rejection of Messiah when they stoned Stephen to death in 34 AD. Then the narrative of Acts changes abruptly as the gospel is also proclaimed to the Gentiles. We can see the fulfillment of all 70 weeks of Daniel 9 on the timeline as we can see how the gospel was proclaimed to the Jews first during the seven years of the 70th week. And we see that after the 10 49-year jubilee cycles of the 490-year prophecy, a year of jubilee took place in 34 AD, which marked the release of the Gentiles from ignorance as the gospel was also proclaimed to them. The 70 weeks of Daniel 9 prophecy has nothing to do with the end times or the Antichrist. And to proclaim that the four verses in Daniel 9, 24-27 are about the highlight of human history when Messiah died for our sins, and that it's also about his enemy, the Antichrist, is heresy. In the next video, I'll focus on the fulfillment of the six things listed in Daniel 9.24 to be accomplished in the 70 weeks. I pray that this has helped you put away the false teachings the enemy created to pervert the fulfillment of the prophecy and deceive the end-time saints. If this video helped you, please click on the thumbs up, make a comment, and share it with others. You can print out PDF summaries, request a free PDF copy of the 70th week of Daniel 9 decoded book, or get a printed copy at www.70thweekofdaniel.com. 
That's all for today. I love y'all. Shalom.